The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. G'day everybody and welcome to the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast live on Port Fan Radio. I'm your host, Mac 19 and joining us is Porsche. Hello, Macca, Macca, big news. Tumpus has been re-signed. Oh, hooray. And, uh, and all, it yes. sounds like all of our rookie list players have been as well, but it doesn't yes. specify whether they've been promoted or not, so I'm well, assuming not. I'm absolutely ecstatic that uh, Jimmy Tumpus <laughs> has uh, been re-signed. It's going to be his year next year, no doubt about that. Year of the Dimitri. Oh, yeah. Mark it down. Yeah, yeah. I, I still don't understand it. Um, mm. Oh, well. <laughs> it's done. Is he the luckiest player in the AFL? I think there's no doubt about that now. Because <laughs> yeah. he looked absolutely shot. Like, <laughs> shot yeah. or shit, one or the other. I think uh, we'll go with shot for this one. But uh, yeah. no, his, uh, his two games this year were not all that good. And uh, I think most of us just assumed that he would get delisted. But uh, here we go. Well, I mean, like even... Because I think you can still delist after the national draft, can't you? So, you know... <laughs> Would have been you can, but uh, look, I think uh, if they've signed him up, it's not like we've left him unsigned. I think if we've given him a one-year contract, we're not just going to rescind it. Sort of. Oh, well, I know later. now we're not. I know now we're not. <laughs> That's the point. Mm. <laughs> I just kind of wish we had. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I think it just shows the contempt of which we hold this year's drafting. Maybe. Well, I think you might. I, I guess you might be right. Really, like. I don't know, there might be a thought that we're just going to draft all mature players, which would be a bit, a bit, a bit kind of disappointing slash surprising. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, the fact that we've kept on guys like Cam Hewitt and, and Ira as well, yeah. and uh, the fact we're, we're looking at Michael Close from Brisbane, I mean, it, it, all signs point to we don't rate this draft at all. And all, all the decisions that we've made over the last well, 12 months now, have uh, have pointed in that direction and look fair enough I guess time will tell and uh, look I, I I'm absolutely ecstatic we've done all this work and we're probably going to have one pick so that's yes. uh, that's wonderful <laughs> we better well, nail we have, it we have to have three we have to have three so that's something yeah Michael Close and uh, <laughs> you know, what other delisted free agents can we uh, pick up in the draft well I mean I was just thinking like we might pick up a couple of guys we're going to discuss this week and you know. Bailey Banfield, Liam Ryan, Matt Guelphy, one of those guys. Shit. Mm. You know, all of them. Draft all of them. That's it. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, a uh, couple of questions. We'll go to questions oh. first. Uh, okay. Russell Ebert Handball has said, which WA mature player gets drafted first? 23-year-old South Rio midfielder Tim Kelly or 21-year-old Subiaco small forward Liam Ryan? Uh, probably Ryan. Um, because of what he does more obviously translates to AFL level in my view. Yeah. Look, the word is that West Coast is super keen on Tim Kelly. Um, mm. And with their picks in the 20s and 30s, you would think that's probably where he's going to go. Ryan could certainly go that way as well. Um, mm. But then there's been sort of rumours again that he might fall a bit later on. But uh, look, I'm, I'm going to go with Liam Ryan with that one. I think that's, uh, that's a, a safe choice. And he's certainly got the talent. Yeah, look, absolutely, yes. Agree. Agree. 
Uh, question from Andre in terms of list management. Uh, do you think having multiple players from the same state helps new draftees settle in? Or does a clean break with no few or fewer teammates to reminisce about home make uh, for less homesickness? I think that it's good to have players that are not local all in a bunch. That's I think that has proven to be pretty good because they've usually done that. Um, yep. Not necessarily from the same region or the same state or anything, but just that there's other guys going through the exact same thing you are in terms of homesickness, even if they're homesick for, I don't know, Geraldton instead of uh, Wangaratta, you know? Um, mm. That's just how it is. So uh, I think that's good. I think it could be bad for or difficult for you know an 18-year-old to get drafted as the only non-South, non-South Australian draftee in a year. Um but then again, because of the composition of Port Adelaide, like there's still lots of people, again, in his similar position because we don't just draft South Australians. You know, there are a lot of expats and there's a lot of expats that are chosen to start at Port Adelaide. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking for factors for homesickness, I think that just stick with the traditional one, which is um, Vic Metro and, um, I don't know, uh, get games early as you can. If you can get games in them, then they're more likely to stick around. Yeah, look, I don't mind the uh, drafting... Yeah, so long as the talent's there, I don't mind drafting multiple players from the same state. I think it probably does maybe help with homesickness. Uh, but I also think that um, you know, a lot of these guys know each other, like they're friends with guys from other states because they've gone through the academy or they've you know played against all-stars each other, all-stars, all, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, so a lot of the guys that are getting drafted you know, would kind of half know each other anyway. And uh, in some cases, would have very good friends from other states. Um, so I don't think it's that much of an issue, um, but it also depends on the individual player as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And look, I mean, I, I don't know that's why well, that's a question for us because we don't seem to suffer too much from homesickness, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see. And last one from Ejustice. How do you rate Miller compared to the other later pick uh, tall forwards in this draft? He's interesting. He's interesting, isn't he? He's very interesting. I'm still 50-50 on him. And I guess we'll talk about him a lot a bit later on as well. But mm. um, look, the, the athleticism is uh, is certainly very, very tempting. Yeah, and he's look, he's got strength as well. He's got a build that's going to you know bulk up really well for a key forward. It's just a matter of if he can do it often enough in games. Well, the big question is, can he turn that athleticism into pure footballness? Yes. As well, yes. or is he going to be another David Gordas? Well, I don't think. Did Gordas have a reputation for athleticism? I don't recall that. Yeah, pretty sure he was the quickest player at uh, at the draft combine in his year. Okay, fair enough. Well, and that's, Tom, that's why Tom... he was uh, widely picked to go in the first round because um, as soon as the draft results came, the draft camp results came out. Uh, everyone just sort of thought he would be the big bolter of that uh, that draft year and uh didn't happen. <laughs> he still ended yeah. up going, I think, uh, first pick in the preseason draft, or rookie draft, one of them, to Richmond, and uh, yeah, didn't really make too much of his career. Well, I think Tom Rishbeath, if you remember good old Tommy Rishbeath oh, from yes. Port Adelaide rookie list, like he was rookie listed even though he came top in a couple of categories, I think, or close to. Yeah. Um, it just happens sometimes. Daniel Pierce, the classic one, I think he was right near the top in the sprints, the 20-meter sprints, I think. Yeah, he broke the record, um, I think. Yeah, there you go. And, you know, we got him with the draft, the rookie pick. So, you know, yeah. it's, 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 it's faulty to take combined results as a main 
reason to uh, be drafted early. And I think particularly now, like 10 years ago, yeah, you probably could. Now, no. Yeah. Yeah, I think people have too much to go on now um, mm. as opposed to maybe 10, 15 years ago. And I think that's... Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah you're definitely right there. And you know, it might bump some players up a little bit, you know, maybe from, you know pick 40 to pick 30 or something like that. But you're not going to see a player that was ranked, you know, pick 50 suddenly become a top 10 target just because of draft combine results. Yes. Agree. That's it. Well, let's get into the players. We're talking about WA. And uh, what were your thoughts on the West Australian group as a whole this year? I like them next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they look really, they look pretty, they've got a couple of good players coming in for next year. Hill is a genius. I love him. Oh, can't wait to see Hill versus Rankin. That'll be great. Oh, that'll be massive. Yeah, look, <laughs> both could be top five picks for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, he looks, uh, he looks, yeah, something else. And even some of the other ones, like uh, Jared Fazioli had a ripper game in the televised match. He was he was he fantastic. He's a bit short. Um, I like really like yeah. uh, Sydney Stack. I think he's got a lot of yeah. talent. He's got something to look for. And uh, Tom Joyce as well was another. Um, so, that, yeah, they've certainly got uh, some high-end talent next year. Yeah, I didn't mind Tucker either. Um, yeah, Tucker looked pretty good. good. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. yeah. But as far as this year, they've got a few options. Um, and you know that's 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 fairly shallow. It's it's a bit shallow, but that's okay. It's, a, it's it is a shallow group, I think. Um, look, the top end's there, and I think the mid range is there. Uh, but after that, I think it sort of uh, dies down a bit for WA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it seems to be that way most years. I feel. Yeah, look, it does. I agree. Um, like last year, we certainly. Like we were talking about it this time last year about the WA group exactly the same way. We were talking about how Sam Pepper kind of has to do everything because of the team he's in. And I think they could probably say that about a couple of players in this group. Yeah. Pepper and uh, Petrovsky Seaton sort of uh, did yeah. it all for them last year and they, they had a it few is. others. Um, but it just seems like every year they only seem to get three or four drafted and it's been a long time since there's been a real bumper uh, WA crop, I feel. Yeah, I can't recall the last one. Hmm. Mm. Yes, maybe next year. Maybe, maybe. Well, if they can uh, add to the under-17s uh, under that they've got now, um, you know, hey, presto. That's it. Could be real good. Could be right. real good. That's right. First player we're going to talk about is uh, someone that should be hopefully in the mix for Port Adelaide, and that's Brandon Stasevich, who's mm. uh, the nephew of Craig Stasevich, the former Collingwood Premiership player. Uh, he's 187 centimetres, 84 kilos, plays for East Perth. He's a forward flanker, can play inside midfield as well. Uh, it was solid at the championships, averaged uh, 12.5 disposals, three tackles, and uh, and a goal a game across his four matches. And uh, he played 10 matches for East Perth at Colts level, and averaged 14 disposals, three marks, and four tackles a game. Uh, now, I'm a big fan of Brandon Stasevich, but do those numbers concern you at all? Yeah, like you watch him, he, the things he does, like sometimes the things he does, you just go, wow, he's got moves, he's got those AFL moves that you really like to see. Yeah. Um, but then you just don't see enough of it on a consistent basis. Mm. Um, so that is that is concerning. We did have a similar concern about Sam Pepper last year about whether he'd be able to you know, lift his numbers um, at AFL level or at least maintain them. Um, but I don't know, like it could be another case of a player that, 
looks better when they don't have to do it all. Like he looked pretty good in the All Stars game. Um, yeah. yeah. So that 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 to me was a good sign um, for Stasevich. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I think he, I think he can. I think he can overcome it. Um, hmm. I would hope so. Um, look, twelve touches at the chance, fourteen touches at under eighteen. So it doesn't really lead to a lot of confidence. And at least no. with, with Pal Pepper, he was getting lesser numbers at reserves and senior level as opposed to under-18s yeah, level where he true. was getting a lot of the ball. Um, so that, that's the, the big question mark for me is can Brandon Stasevich become a player that can pick up your 20 to 25 touches? Or is he going to just be an impact player that gets that sort of low amount of the ball? Is he another sort of Gus Monfries in that regard that can sort of play off a forward flank uh, and do his job. And look, the jobs he does, uh, I think, are very, very good. I think he mm. can play as that sort of medium forward pretty well. I think he can play as an inside midfielder pretty well as well. I really like his ball use. I think he's pretty clever with the ball. He's got a really nice kick. Um, he's quite quick on the lead. Uh, he's got a decent leap. Um, and I, I feel like he should have midfield scope. But it's just those just raw numbers, which just, I don't know, Made me just a little slightly concerned about him. Look, I mean, that's why he's being talked about at our pick, Macca, realistically. Um, yeah. Because if that doubt wasn't there, then he goes a lot earlier. Um, he, I, think that, I think that the upside is very clear in his case. I think, that, I think that's what you're looking at when you're drafting him. You are looking at that potential upside of what if he does get it all together on a consistent basis. Um, worst case scenario, like I say, yeah, maybe he'll be just a, sort of a lead-up medium forward. Um, best case scenario, maybe you know, becomes a really good inside midfielder uh, mm. that can uh, actually hit targets pretty well. I mean, he's got the he's got the um, the agility in a pack, yep. um, which is he's, super. He's got important. the sidestep. Yeah, he's got the sidestep. Uh, so look, I think that um, I think that we'd be looking at taking a punt with him. I don't know that. Like, I don't know if even we drafted drafted with our first pick. I think there might be someone more. Solid, more sound, more sound. That's a good word I'm going to use. Um, at available at a first pick, maybe, hopefully. Um, but he might go for one of our, you know, second or third, maybe. Yeah, I think uh, I've got his range as thirty to late. So I feel like mm. maybe someone might take a punt in the second round and uh, and look at all the the impact stuff that he does do, all the good things he does when he does get the ball, and and try and improve his ability to get more of it. Uh, but I definitely think there's a chance that he does fall to our pick. Um, and look, if he's there at our first pick, I'd be pretty happy to pick him. I, I think there's a lot to work with there. And as I said, you know, you, you improve that uh, improve that output, and uh, he could be a genuinely very very good AFL player. Yeah, well, I mean, if we're talking, I'm, I'm going to make it a draw a long bow because I haven't seen him play for a very long time for a good reason. Uh, Josh Franco, uh, he took a long time to get where he was going. He sort of was a bit of a half forward. He did well at the state league level, and then you know, for Port Adelaide for a couple of years, he's sort of like, yeah, he did all right, and then suddenly he became a gun of the competition. Yeah. Um, it, it could just be that Stasevich is on a slow curve, like Archie was, I guess, and we'll, we'll know in four years' time if we yeah. him. <laughs> I think so. I think uh, Stas is a, a bit more advanced compared to where Archie was at the same stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And Archie probably had the same issues in that he was very much an impact player didn't really get a whole lot of it at, uh, at underage level. But again, he was a very much a, a bottom age pick when we picked mm. him. He only just made the draft, I think. Um, but yeah, he's, he's certainly the one to watch on draft night. And uh, yeah, if he doesn't get called beforehand, I would uh, definitely expect him to be in the mix for our picks. 
I agree. Yes. Our next player is uh, Sam Taylor, who's a 196-centimetre key defender from Swan Districts. Uh, he was an All-Australian at the National Championships this year. He averaged uh, 11 touches and 3 marks a game, and uh, over 3 rebounds a game as well. He averaged uh, 18 touches and 7 marks a game for Swan Districts at under-18 level, and uh, was pretty impressive in 7 senior games as well. Uh, his best game came in round 23, where he picked up 27 touches and 8 marks. It's uh, a pretty versatile key defender, uh, what are your thoughts on Sam Taylor? Look, I, I'm I'm he, I'm very mixed on Sam Taylor. I think when, what, look, you watched the televised game uh, WA Bit Country, and it's like yeah, he did all right. It just seemed like he did all right. But then you, what you're really looking at there is the second efforts and the fact that he just seems to want to not win, not necessarily even win so much, but just compete so much. You know, he doesn't give up, yeah. um, even when he stuffs it up on the first try, which he did do a bit. Um, mm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I think that because of his work rate, um, and you know, and he's 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 obviously done pretty well and extremely well at the lower levels. Um, yeah, I think he's a, a definite prospect uh, to be considered. Absolutely. Yeah, I really rate him. I've I'm really into him with one of our picks if he falls that far, mm. and I think it's a fair chance that he might. Um, I think he should yeah. be rated a, a fair bit higher than what he is. Um, I really, really like his uh, his intercept work. He's one of the best uh, players in this year's draft that can sort of read the play zone off and take those intercept marks. Uh, I think his skills are really, really good. I think he's got pretty good pace for his size as well. Uh, mm, he, he can does. play a shutdown role and has done that to a, a pretty decent degree um, this year too. Uh, so I think he's very much a, a decent prospect. You know, he's a two-way defender. Um and he's certainly someone that I would be very, very interested in. I, I just think that when he's got it, like there's not a lot of class to how he plays. I don't. The, the things I saw him do, I didn't think, "Wow, that was really good at all." At any point, it was just like, "Yep, no, that's solid, good, good." Yep. <laughs> Which for a backman is not necessarily a sin. You know, we got a lot of games out of Ali Paddy Carlo playing exactly like that. Um, just you know, when he kicks the ball, yep, good, good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's the thing, you know. The <laughs> AFL, AFL backman, they don't all have to be exciting. Um, and he's probably just guilty of being in that category of not probably going to be an exciting backman. But he's got tenacity, which is really important. So that's yeah. great. I like him. I've got him at thirty-four on my rankings. He's uh, one spot below Harrison Petty, who I rate just slightly a bit higher. Yeah. Uh, and one spot main. ahead of uh, Brandon Starsvich as well. So. Hmm. Um, Look, I think uh, for key defenders in this year's draft, I think he's one of the best. Uh, he's obviously behind Norton, um, yeah, and behind Petty as well. But uh, outside of them, I think he's uh, he's certainly got a lot of talent. If he's there with our picks, I would be very keen because I still think we are in the market for another key defender. And uh, at pick 46, I think he's uh, probably going to be the best available at that pick. Yeah, I'd probably agree. Um yeah, yeah. I'm not super excited about it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. I'm a fan. <clears throat> he's, he's all right. Uh, next player is uh, Brayden Ainsworth, who is mm. 183 centimetre, 75 kilo, uh, inside midfielder from Subiaco. Plays a lot like uh, Brad Sewell, the Hawthorne Premiership star. Okay. Uh, he had a huge national championships this year. He averaged uh, 24 touches, five marks, and six clearances a game, which is Pretty elite for a, a midfielder at that level. Kicked two goals at the champs as well and had 50% of his possessions uh, contested. 
And uh, he averaged 18 touches and three marks. And uh, four tackles a game at Waffle Reserves level uh, in 2017 as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on Braden Ainsworth? Look, I mean, as far as his, uh, he seems to be pretty good. But he's playing as a 19-year-old uh, in is, the competition yeah. that we're really observing him. Um, so, and I think that he benefits from a mature body. Like he does, you know, he does have the mature body that up against guys that are a bit younger and they look it. Um, so I don't know how much to take out of that. Um, you know, I'm not saying he's like, you know, your 25 year old man child, but he does look a little bit, uh, uh, more senior to them. Um, he's a good midfielder. He's a good runner. He just seems to do the basic things right, which is great. Um, you definitely want that in a midfielder. Um, yeah, he covers ground. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mind him. Um, I'm just not sure how to rate him. Yeah, look, he was All-Australian again. And uh, so that was two overage players that were in the All-Australian team this year, uh, which is unheard of. Um, yeah. And maybe that's... <laughs> that's another sign the, of the draft, yes. Another sign of the draft as well. Um, <laughs> but look, he couldn't have done much more at uh, championship yeah. level. It's not his fault that he got picked to be overage. He no. Put his hand up, he got picked and he dominated. Um, fair enough. Uh, look, I really like him in terms of his, uh, his sort of core football instincts I reckon are there like he's a he's a really good ball winner uh, he's good size he, he can get the contested ball he can um, he can dish off pretty creative handballs I like that he's got that sort of Josh Carr style yeah. quick kick out of a pack which I like um, and yeah he can really impact with his handball as well so I think he shows pretty good vision uh, I guess my main concern is A he's done it against a lot of players that are 12 months younger as you sort of mentioned and B, is he just a little bit vanilla uh, to make it at AFL? Yeah. Look, I mean, that's more my concern. Like, I, I guess the age difference when you look at it, like, you know, he was born in November, so it's not like he's got like a two-year month, uh, sorry, two-month advantage on the, the oldest player in the draft year at best, which is, you know, not huge, but it's just about the maturity rate. Um, but I, I do think he is a bit vanilla, um, and that's not necessarily the worst thing, um, but it's also not the sort of thing that makes you go, wow, let's draft him. So. Yeah. Um, who knows, you know, he might, yeah, look, he might get a rookie listing, I reckon. If he goes early, he, yeah, he might go early and he might turn out to be a really good, solid player for someone. Um, but I just think that, like, even late in the draft, I think the clubs are going to take a, a punt on a guy who has more raw potential to become something excellent, as opposed to Ainsworth, who's probably just going to be pretty good, or just okay, really. Yeah. I've got an issue with his kicking. I'm not a big fan of his kicking. No. I think his uh, his action is a bit faulty. Uh, he kicks a lot of floaters and, and helicopter kicks. Uh, he's not the quickest guy out there. He's he's pretty slow in terms in a football sense, um, but he does have excellent endurance. So that sort of half makes up for it. Um, where I see him going, I'm not too sure. I can maybe see him sneaking into a sort of high third round sort of a slot there somewhere. Uh, but I feel like uh, he might go late or might even go in the rookie draft. Uh, and I, I think someone's going to get pretty good value there. Um, you, you know he's going to win a lot of the bowl. Uh, whether he makes it at AFL level, you never know. But I compared him to Brad Saul, and he was a rookie pick for Hawthorne as well back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, he had pretty similar issues as well in terms of um, you know, sloppy kicking and, and that sort of thing, which he worked on and, uh, and became a, a pretty integral part of uh, Hawthorne's premiership. Era. Yeah, well, the player that he reminded me of, and I can't explicitly say why, but I suppose some of the strengths and weaknesses are similar, is Braden Lyle. Um, yes. <laughs> inaugural <laughs> showdown captain. 
See, and I thought the... about that, but I thought, well, maybe I, I just think he looks like Braden Lyle because he actually looks like him. No, bit. no, I don't think it is that. I think he plays like him. I think he's got that same, like, you know, just a good ordinary midfielder, just kicks a bit wonky, um, good handball, which certainly Braden Lyle definitely had, and, yeah. you know, played a, a bunch of good consistent games. But, you know, he, and even he was drafted, like, 20 years ago, so <laughs> 20 plus years ago. Next player we're going to talk about is uh, Oscar Allen, who's a 191-centimetre, 83-kilo key forward uh, from West Perth. Uh, plays a bit like Jack Darling, I guess you'd say. Uh, okay. He's a bit of a tall utility as well. He can play down back. He's played a little bit through the midfield at, uh, in, uh, in the waffle. Um, and look, he was arguably the star of the championships. He won the Lark medal, uh, which is given to the player judged as the best player at the championships. He kicked 11 goals in his four games, averaged over 15 disposals and six marks uh, in the forward line for WA. And, uh, yeah, he was uh, one of the superstars of the competition. What were your thoughts? Well, I'm, when watching him, he had that same inevitability as Warren Treadray in terms of the ball goes in his direction and you can see he's on the lead and you go, oh, he's going to mark that. He's got it. You know, and like that that same confidence in watching him play. Um, he's really good. I like him. Mm. It's just a shame he's not two inches, three inches taller. <laughs> if he was, he'd be a beast. <laughs> yeah, well, look, that was, <laughs> that was uh, my next uh, sort of uh, topic was his height. He is 191 centimetres, but I reckon he's got a larger than normal wingspan. Yeah, and yeah. And he, therefore, he's got a higher reach than... You would usually expect from a 191 centimetre player. I reckon he plays a lot like a 194 centimetre forward, to be honest. And uh, to go with a pretty big natural leap and the stickiest hands in the draft. And I don't think the 191 centimetres is any sort of issue at all. Look, I mean, I, I guess the issue, well, it's not an issue. I guess the way you would play against him on yeah, the AFL level is to put the fast guy on him. Um like if you've got a tall defender that's a bit fast, like that's the matchup you have. Like I think we used to do that with um, Matthew Bishop from memory. Was it Bishop that we used to do that with? Yep. I've yeah, Bishop. We just have a guy that's constantly running up his clacker and then have a halfback consistently cutting off his leads. Like I just think yep. that's probably the way to go um, if you're trying to beat him at a level. And I don't know how he gets past that um, because like, you compared him to Jack Darling, but I think that Jack Darling had a lot more... He didn't have the same marking strength and certainly didn't have the goal kicking, I don't think. Um, but he did have a lot more agility and a bit more moxie uh, physically. I think that Alan, he's going to be strong, but I think he's a conventional key forward as opposed to Darling, who I think is a bit of a... You know, hybrid. Bit, yeah, a bit of a hybrid. Yeah. And I, I think that that might change the, or be a notable difference in how they cope with what they're going to face at AFL level. Yeah. Oh. I guess the, the thing that I really like Oscar as well is that as I said, he used a bit of a tall utility. He can play elsewhere. He's not just a yeah. one-trick one pony. He can play as a uh, as a loose player down back and, and has done that uh, a couple times this year and, and done it very, very well. Um, and he can play a, a little bit through the midfield as well. So he's got a, th- a few tricks up his sleeve, uh, which is really, really good. I love his marking. I reckon he's the best mark in the draft by yep. far. Uh, he's just got sticky hands. He puts the big mitts up and they just stick. The ball just sticks. It's wonderful. Uh, I think he's got a really nice kick for goal. Uh, he's very, very competitive. Uh, probably could be a little bit quicker, I guess. Um, but he, that's sort of offset by the fact that I think he's got really good leading patterns when he leads. He does. Um, 
and yeah, he's got uh, can kick goals from anywhere. Really, I, I, I rate him very, very highly. I think uh, there's he's got a lot going for him. What do you think about the length of his kick, though? I think that probably is one area that I don't know. Um, I think he, if he was a bit longer, a kick would be great, but he's yeah, not. He's, he's probably not the biggest kick out there, but uh, I think he's very accurate, and sometimes that's all that matters. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, he's got good leadership potential as well. He was uh, West Perth's under-18s captain and uh, was the co-captain at the championships for WA as well. So uh, he's got that going for him as well. Yeah, no, look, I mean, there's a lot to like about him. I mean, shit, I just compared him to Warren G. Treadray. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, big, yeah. big call. A big call. Well, because I remember watching at Footy Park, you know, you'd watch a Footy Park, Warren Treadray just running down... Uh, to meet uh, someone along the wing and the ball would go through there and you could just, if you wanted to clap, you could just start clapping before it got there because you knew he was going to mark it every time. Um, and I just sort of see a bit of that in Oscar Allen. So yeah. uh, whoever gets him, if they can make him work at AFL level, if they've got a four-line structure that can, you know, get him enough space, like they don't just try and, you know, play him as the only key forward or something bizarre, um, yeah. I think he could do real well. well. I think so as well. So where does he go in the draft? Because... It's not really been spoken of as a high first-round draft pick at this point no. in time. Does he deserve to be, though? No, um, I just... Again, like, it's just that... He's just that little bit below height. I, I think he could. I think that... I think if anyone gets him in, say, pick 20 to 35, they've done well. Uh, and they should be pretty pleased with themselves. And I think that anyone you know, picking up a bit earlier, it kind of looks a bit too much of a risk maybe at that point. But if it's mm. a key forward you want or a lead-out forward you want, like you, you couldn't do a lot better. Yeah. Which, uh, really. I feel like yes. if he was 194 centimetres, he'd be in the mix for pick one. I think he'd be right up there for sure. You know, yeah, I do think that. But he's not, so... Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, I've got him a little bit below... Uh, I've got where have I got him? I've got him at uh, sixteen, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah. So he's a little bit below. I think I've got him below Sam Hayes and Noah Bolter as well. Uh, yeah. But I think potentially he could be right up there with the best players in this year's draft. I think he should go late first round. I reckon the Dogs at sixteen will certainly look at him. I reckon Richmond at seventeen, he would suit their style of play and uh, and would give Jack Rewalt a, a bit of help as well. Uh, West Coast at 21 would be interested. I think Geelong at 22 would, would look at him too. Yeah, look, I, I don't disagree with any of that. Um, he's got a lot of potential in, in certain respects, but it's just the it's the, the, the main query I have on him has nothing to do with him, which is really sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's nothing, it's nothing he can just work hard or something like that. I don't think that's even an issue. I think it's just a matter of, mm, what's his role at AFL level, which, you know, again, 10 years ago, you say, yeah. 20 years ago, you say, oh, shit, yeah. And in five years' time, when he's sort of coming into his prime, what are you saying? I don't know. Mm. Mm. will be interesting to see him develop, that's for sure. Definitely. Uh, next player is Jackson Cale. Uh, no relation to uh, to Big Jack, but uh, wouldn't it be great to have uh, Jackson Cale at uh, Port Adelaide? <laughs> well, I mean, there's another guy that's not currently on our list. Uh, Connor West is the son of Robbie West. Did you know that? I did not know that. There you go. Yeah, Rob- Robbie West, who had that awful accident and uh, was prior to that probably looking like being um, part of our inaugural squad back in the days. So, no, yeah, uh, would have definitely been. Yeah, no. Connor West is his son. So there you go. But anyway, yes. Going? Back to Kyle. Okay. So big uh, non-Jack Kyle is a 188 centimetre, 75 kilo back flanker, 
plays as kind of your quarterback, I guess you'd say. He's uh, from East Perth. I've got him compared to Sam Mays. Uh, he was one of WA's best players at the Champs. Uh, he averaged 14 touches and five marks a game, uh, playing across halfback. Uh, playing a pretty loose role as well. Uh, at Colts level for East Perth, he averaged 19 touches and uh, six and a half uh, marks a game. Uh, what are your thoughts on Big Kale? I'm not super excited. He, he felt a bit uh, Matty Broadbent to me, which is not to say he's not going to be a, an AFL player that will play 100-something games. Um, mm. But yeah, I just sort of felt he was a bit... Yeah, he's good at getting the ball. And like you say, he doesn't play real close. Um, and, you know, he's also had two Australian key backmen in the same side as him at championships level. Uh, I don't know what his situation was at, Perth, at East Perth. Um, but, yeah... Yeah, he's all right. There's a bit of the Ben Jacobs without the uh, ability to get 35 touches at uh, <laughs> at junior level. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really sold on Jackson to be honest. The one thing I am sold on about is the idea that um, his parents, having seen bright young star Jackson Crabbe playing for West Coast Eagles in his first season, decided to name their son after him. Yes, Look, I'd love like uh, to imagine that. Look, I'm all for naming your son Jackson. My son's named Jackson, but, you know, With J-A-X-O-N. X. Come on. <laughs> like, no. We should not be drafting anyone with an X in their name, I think. Uh, certainly not uh, Jackson oh, Scott in that, uh, in that way. But, uh, You'd draft a Max, though, wouldn't you? Uh, wouldn't you draft, draft a Max? Max? Yeah, I reckon. Oh, I feel like if there was a Max, he'd be pretty old-school sort of player. Oh, uh, well, name. I mean, well, okay, let's say that if you could get a Maxi Gorn in trade period, would you go for him? Nah. Oh, nah. shame. Well, we've got the old Australian Ruckman. Why do we need Max Gorn? That's true. That's true. <laughs> Never mind. That's it. Uh, look, Jackson, is a, he's a defensive playmaker. He's pretty creative. He's got decent pace. He's got decent skills. Uh, he's pretty decent at setting up the play from halfback. And he's uh, pretty decent defensively. In other words, he's reasonably vanilla, I think you'd find. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's really anything exceptional about his game. Um I think he's just a pretty clean-cut sort of halfback flanker. Yeah, look, I mean, if I hadn't been deliberately trying to take notes on him while watching the games like I did, I had to constantly go, oh, hang on, that was a guy I had to take a note on because I just didn't give a shit about what he did, really. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, okay, but there's this really excellent thing that happened before and after. Great. <laughs> yeah. No, that that is right. Uh, yeah. Do you think he'll get drafted? Oh, look, he might. Yeah. It's it you know it, 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 I think he's low enough that he's in the category of like being a player that yeah he'll get drafted and he might play a bunch of games or we might never hear of him again. Um, yeah, yeah. I've it, got him as a late rookie, like late to rookie pick. I think uh, so maybe someone might be interested. Yeah. Um, sort of third or fourth round maybe. Um, I think he mainly fits as a as a rookie pick, uh, where you can sort of. Lock him on the rookie list, watch him develop, and uh, hopefully he becomes a, a pretty decent backflanker at AFL level. Yeah. Now, just a, a thought I've just had, which is for future draft years, like next year perhaps if we do one, um, we need to get someone younger on because all of our player comparisons are 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny you say that. It's very funny you say that. Look, the next player we're talking about is uh, Liam Ryan, who's a 184-centimetre okay. player. Uh, small forward from Subiaco. I've got his comparison as Jeff Farmer. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, I agree. Uh, yep. Uh, great timing, Porsche. I love it. Or, um, or Sean Smith, sure, why not? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 
Look, he is just an out-and-out superstar. Look, I'm I'm so into Liam Ryan, it's crazy. Uh, he kicked 70 goals this year. We spoke about him last year, uh, at length, I think, in the draft podcast last year, because he had a pretty decent 2016, kicked 40-odd goals, uh, coming from sort of country football. No one had ever sort of heard of him before, and suddenly there's this guy taking hangers every week in the waffle. Um, and unfortunately for him, he performed pretty well the worst beep test ever recorded, I think, from a, a potential AFL player. Uh, which that meant that uh, he didn't get drafted, which was uh, very sad. But I think the great thing is that he went back to Subi. Well, it would have been very easy for someone like that to go back to the country and never be heard of again, I reckon. Oh, well, anyone, really. Anyone yeah. that doesn't get it in their first draft year, for sure. Exactly. Like someone, you know, comes from the country, has one good year in the waffle, doesn't get drafted, see you later. You know, that, that happens a fair bit um, across the country, I reckon. Uh, but kudos to him. He went back to the waffle, went back to Subiaco, kicked over 70 goals for the season, uh, improved his running a lot, improved his output a lot, and uh, is just an absolute excitement machine. Yeah, no, definitely. He uh, does like a specky, doesn't he? So mm. uh, that's good. Um, I, I don't know. Like, where, do, where, does it, where does that fit into Port Adelaide is really my only question. Like, I, I agree, yeah, he's got the talent, and yeah, he probably won't be around at our first pick, but if he is... Where does he fit into the Port Adelaide side? How does he fit in? I think you've just got to draft him and, and make him fit, to be honest. Like, I think mm-hmm. he, he could definitely play a role. If we're looking at playing Lindsay Thomas, uh, <laughs> or, or picking up Lindsay <laughs> okay. Thomas, who's yeah. right. pretty yeah. well a similar sort of player without the massive leap, um, yeah. then I think someone like Liam Ryan uh, would definitely fit in. And, yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah. He's not just a marking small, I don't think. I think he's got good... He's got good running capability in terms of his pace and ability to read the play. Uh, he can sort of hit the pack front on like you know Choppy Pickett used to do. Um, <clears throat> he's got great goal sense. He can kick goals from anywhere. He's got a really nice natural set shot at goal. Um, and he just takes hangers every week. Like Why would you not want that in your side? Well, certainly in the forward line. Um, mm. Yeah, no, I, uh, I think the, the good part about it is that um, you know, you'd have to think there's a little bit extra that could be found with AFL conditioning, hopefully. So, yeah, yeah no, the upside's all there. It's just a matter of if you'll still be around and pick whatever it is, 40-something. Pick 46, I mean, that's that's the huge question here. If he is, he is my absolute number one choice for pick 46. If he's there, we've got to take yeah. it. No doubt yeah, about hard, that for hard me. Not. It's, it's certainly hard not to. Um, but I don't think he'll be there. But, you know, no, I, I think it's it's looking doubtful that he will. I think uh, West Coast with oh, they've probably got about five picks before our first, and yeah. uh, considering Mark Lacroix's what thirty two or something, I mean they would be stupid not to pick him. To be honest, I think Frio would be interested as well. Um, not to mention, you know, many other AFL clubs. I think I think there's still a query over his endurance. Maybe how he fits in at AFL level in a AFL program. And uh, and all that sort of preseason work, all that sort of thing. But oh, look, the natural talents there—you just got to give him a go. Yep, absolutely. Get him in, and somehow, fingers crossed, he falls to Port Adelaide. Because uh, as I said, why would you not want uh, a player that does the things that he does in the side that would bring back the crowds for sure? How's his chasing? How is he when he doesn't have the ball? His tackle numbers are not too bad. I think he averages just under four tackles a game, which is uh, reasonably decent. Yeah, that's not bad. Because I'm just sort of thinking, like, replacing players like you'd replace Jake Need, you'd have to think. 
Yeah, probably. You were th- from the. Yeah, from the pre. Because uh, we've already worked out Sam Gray's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, look, I think they could all coexist. I think uh, a Dixon yeah. Watts Marshall forward line with um, with Sammy Gray and uh, Liam Ryan. And, and one of uh, Brian Wingard, Alan yeah. Brockwith. Yeah. yeah. I reckon that would uh, suit well. And look, you know, we've got a wonderful Aboriginal program. I'm sure he would love to True. play with guys like Chad Wingard. We'll learn off him. Yeah. Stevie Motlop. Stevie Motlop. Yeah. Absolutely. Bring it on. Why not? Next, next player. is. Uh... Let's, go, let's go all in on the mature players. That's what we're all, all about. Yes, yeah, speaking of mature Port players. Port Adelaide, no teenagers allowed. <laughs> oh, I think he's still a teenager for a little bit, but uh, we're going to talk about yeah. Bailey Banfield, who's uh, okay. 188 centimetre, 87 kilo. Uh, inside midfielder from Claremont. Uh, I guess he's uh, pretty decent on the outside as well. I've got him compared to someone like Brendan Archie. Uh, he missed out on the draft last year. Again, I thought, I'm pretty sure we brought him up last year as a as a potential pick. And uh, again, he went back to Claremont, had a stunning season there. He averaged over 24 touches and five tackles a game, and won Claremont's uh, best and fairest at senior level, which is uh, which is wonderful for him, and shows his development as well. Uh, I think he's a really good inside, uh, good sized inside midfielder. Finds plenty of the ball on the outside. Uh, but I love what he does inside. It's uh, it's how he can win first possession um, and uh, just knows how to dish it out and uh, is a pretty hard runner and can want to run away from a pack and, and become an op- option again a bit further on down the ground too, which I really like. How does that translate to AFL level though from Waffle? That's the thing. Because like, from what I saw, he just he just looked good. Yeah. It's not like he had some talent that just screamed AFL, AFL, from what I could see. So how does that translate in your opinion? Uh, I think it should translate pretty well. I think uh, his ability to win so much of the ball, I think, uh, and his hard running, I think he's got great endurance. Um, I think that's something that would hold him in really, really good stead at AFL level. I think he's a, a pretty decent kick too. He's worked hard on his kicking. Uh, I think he's pretty safe with the ball now. Uh, I think he would make a pretty decent tagger at AFL level as well, to be honest. Mm, yeah, well, the, we don't really play taggers. Really? Now, do we? So, I think teams can sometimes, well, usually do, usually play defensively. I don't think Port does anymore. Oh, yeah. uh, not since Kane Mitchell left, but uh, certainly other teams uh, play taggers. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. fair enough. And I'm not talking about, like, you know, your old school defensive, you know, don't worry about getting the ball sort <laughs> yeah, of tagger. No, I'm talking, no, I know, I know. talking more about your Kane Cornsey type that can still get your 25 touches and shut someone down, which I think um, is probably something Bailey Banfield could probably do because I think he's got the talent to defensively stop someone and I think he's got the talent to know when to run off and create as well. Where do you have him in the draft then? Oh, I got him late rookie. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, maybe if it was a stronger draft, he may not have got a look in, but I think the fact that it's a pretty weak draft, I think it, it gives him a chance to get drafted. Um as we said, he's done everything right this year. Uh, he's gone back, won a best and fairest at senior level. There's not much more you can do than that. Um, and yeah, I think he's got AFL potential. And uh, certainly if he's there as a rookie pick, I'd be pretty happy to pick him up. Do we even have any rookie spots now? Because I think, oh, think we've kept them all full, haven't one. we? <laughs> well, we got rid of yeah. Brett Eddy, so that's at least uh, one pick. Yeah, okay, there's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, plus Houston will get uh, upgraded. That is true. So that's Correct. true. Yes. 
And if we don't worry about Lindsay Thomas, that's three. Because <laughs> we would have had uh, Liam Ryan. So, you know, all things yeah. uh, all things considered. No, look, if you know, even <laughs> even as our last pick in the national draft, I'd be uh, I'd be okay with picking Bailey Banfield because I think at that point, you know, pick sixty something. I think uh, again, he's someone that's got a lot of potential, and a I think he can also play straight away and uh, be developed into something pretty handy at AFL level. Yeah, fair enough. Might be worth a punt. Might be worth a punt. That's it. Uh, next player we're going to talk about is uh, someone we mentioned at the start of the show, and that is uh, Ben Miller. If I can mm. find where I've put him. Here he is, 196 centimeter, 92 kilo. Uh, Ruck or key forward from Claremont. Um, well, he was a pretty solid contributor to WA's championship side. He averaged 10 touches and 18 hitouts a game as the as the number one ruckman, which is uh, pretty decent. Played nine matches at Colts level and uh, averaged 14 disposals and 21 hitouts a match and kicked seven goals in nine matches as well. So did hit the target in front of the sticks, which was good. Look, he's got a lot of upside. Um, it's just a matter of what that becomes. He should be around at our picks, you'd think, wouldn't he? I would think so. I would think so. As we said before, like his combine results, he was the athletic star of the combine, you would say. Mm. Um, you know, he did a 2.9120 metre sprint, which uh, for a guy that's 196 centimetres is absolutely Unusual. elite. <laughs> it's uh, it's extraordinary. Especially one for that's over 90 kilos. Yeah. Look, he won the agility test as well, which again, for a 196 centimetre player is pretty extraordinary. And to top it off, he won the goal-kicking test too. So he's not just some uh, athlete that's trying to learn how to play footy. Um, he can kick a mean footy as well. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a bit he's got a bit to, to um, work with. There's no doubt. Um, I wouldn't mind if we picked him with our third pick if he was there then. I think he'd be a good sort of player to develop over time. But yep. um, you know, there's always the chance he just sort of Mason Shaw's doesn't really do anything. I don't know. I think. Yeah, look, that's always a chance. I think, um, yeah, look, I, I, I just want to see him play more. Well, I've only seen him a couple of times. Yeah. I want to see him. I want to see more of his games from this year, yep. just to see what he's done at waffle level and how he's played. Um, look, I mean, you know, those those figures athletically. I mean, that's you know, that's very very tempting. Uh, but he's got to he's got to play footy as well. And yeah. uh, my worry about. Ben is that he's a ruckman that's going to be too short to play at AFL level. Um, but having said that, you know, Paddy Ryder did just win the All Australian and he's pretty much the same size. It's interesting, isn't it? Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, it's he's, he's a tough one. Um, I think he'll get drafted, though. A rookie, probably. But, I don't know. I think he'll definitely get drafted. I think... Maybe before the draft combine, it was 50-50, but I think mm. to see those sort of figures, I think that'll definitely sort of shoot him into a like, draft yeah. contention for sure. Yeah. Um, it just depends how much weight recruiters really put on his combine results and, and where he goes. I don't think it's going to shoot him into sort of the first couple of rounds, but no, might, uh, certainly around where we're picking, I think uh, teams will be interested maybe a little bit earlier. Someone like Collingwood at 38. Um, Adelaide at 39, maybe Frio at 42. Uh, they're always looking for tall players, so um, they might be interested in, in him. Do you feel like 
I look at him and I see a key defender. Do you think he's got oh, okay. key defensive capability in him? Look, I think he does because he's got a, a mix of athleticism and he's definitely going to be a strong guy when he gets, uh, you know, fully mature. So, yeah, he's certainly good enough to potentially wrestle. It might he's help got, him. He's to got be, the frame. They, yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely got the frame. He's one of the bigger built players in this draft for sure. Um yeah, no, I think he could be. He could be, and he might actually benefit from sort of being led to the contest to some extent. Um, I don't know. Be interesting. That's a good question, Macca, and I don't have an answer. Mm. I watch him play, and I just feel like he's a bit raw at this point, and I reckon yeah. key defence, as I said, he's got a really good frame. I reckon he could turn into an absolute beast of a man. Yeah. Uh, he, could be, he could be a monster. And, oh, the uh, gorilla we always talk about, yeah. Well, exactly right. And with that sort of pace and agility... To be able to keep up with uh, with uh, with forwards and, and their sort of leading patterns, and to be able to change direction and do all that, and then sort of wrestle and drop back and all that sort of stuff. Just comes down to the brains there, really. And especially if he's a good kick coming out of the back line as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there would be a lot to work with there. And if again, he's another player that if he's there at our picks, I would be more than happy to pick him up because I think yeah, there's like- the raw talent there. There's the potential to be something pretty special. I think there's, now that you mentioned the, the potential that he might actually play back, I mean, I think that makes a spot on our list a little bit more available if he's a backup for a forward or for a backman, potentially. Um, you know, and, you know, cracking case of emergency sort of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, why Another not? Another Dwight Howard. Well, yeah, why not? Yeah. Good, why not? Dwight Howard? Dougal Howard. Why am I talking about Yeah, I, I don't know why you said Dwight. <laughs> I was thinking, does he have a nickname I don't know about? What? Yeah, well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe we've... Uh, we've ticked into that there who knows anyway last player is uh not a mature age player which is good um and i've not related him to someone from 20 years ago as well and that's uh callan england who's a 180 centimeter 71 kilo midfielder from claremont i reckon he's a bit like zach Merritt. he's uh he's a pretty consistent ball winner um and has done that at uh, every level he's played this year he averaged 21 touches at the uh, championships as well as five inside 50s a match uh, he was an elite ball winner at, at uh, Colts level, averaging over 27 touches and uh, also kicked nine goals in 14 matches at that level. And he uh, never dropped below 20 touches at Colts level for the year as well. So uh, he's certainly someone that knows how to find the footy. Yeah, I think calling him a ball winner is an interesting comment um, because I think that he gets fed a lot. Uh, I, 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 what, from what I've seen... He doesn't seem great below his knees. He seems to be very good at being in the right spot to receive a handball or a kick um, going forward. He's a good link man. There's no doubt about that. I think that's probably his main talent. Oh, for sure. Um, which is a huge, you know, there's definitely teams that need link men. We've, we've definitely needed them in the past. And, we're, you know, probably a couple of games we would have screamed out for one this year, I reckon. Um, yeah. But he is very outside. Um, and, yeah, I just, I have doubts. I have doubts about how we elevate because I just, it's not like he's got blistering pace. I think he's just got a good flea brain, which is eh, okay. Yeah, I don't think he's super quick. I think he's got no. He's got great endurance though, which is good. He's got good agility. That's true. Uh, he can run all day, which I think is uh, which is important, which will hold him in good stead come AFL level. Um, and look, you are right. He's very outside. Um, I do think his inside work is decent enough, but um, okay. I think someone with his sort of Skill set, you probably want on the outside a bit more um, in terms of his endurance and, and hard running. Um, I know a lot of people have sort of compared him to Andrew Gaff. I think that's probably fair as well. 
Mm. Uh, he probably doesn't have the foot skills of someone like Andrew Gaff, though. I think he's um, he can sort of miss kick a few times. Um, we'll look for an outside ball winner. I think uh, there's a fair bit to work with there. Yeah. Look, I mean, I, I kind of wonder if... I'm a little bit worried that my own view of it has been tinted in a specific angle in that there's like this a, a video package of his highlights online, right? I think through an article, so it's a bit of a weird word. If you search his name, you'll find it. Pretty mm. things in one of the early results. And when he's going to collect the ball, um, you just sort of imagine this middle-aged man sort of bending over and going, when they stand back up again. Because <laughs> that's kind of the... Like he's not, like, you know, he'll never be Sounds the guy. Like the guy he'll never be the guy that does the one-handed pickup or anything like that. Like he, he is not, he, he's not great at the bending. <laughs> I don't know, which is funny because he scored really high in the agility test. But when you look at what the agility test, that's all about how well you can do it running. You know, it's nothing yeah. to do with sort of your, your bending flexibility. It's really to do with you know how well you can move and uh, when you're running. And he's certainly very good at that. Um, yeah, although he's no cooter. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah There's yeah, a reference yeah. to someone 20 years ago. No <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, That's really great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but look, I, I think um, if, if you have him as sort of the second disposable away from a contest, I think that's where he's going to shine. And yeah. uh, if he can improve his foot skills a, a little bit more, I think he'll be uh, a bit of a weapon at AFL level. I think he'll definitely get drafted. I'm not 100% yeah. sure where he fits just yet. He could go as high as sort of 35-ish. He might fall to the rookie draft. Uh, it's a bit of a hard one with him because uh, it all depends on how teams can sort of get him to Im- improve his inside game a bit more and, and improve his foot skills if they think they can. Um, well, I think someone will, will definitely take a punt on him and, uh, yeah, good luck to him. Well, I mean, the concern is that um, being an outside player, he's got a good footy brain. Yes, we absolutely agree on that. Um, he's, but being an outside player that doesn't have elite pace, and he's also a smaller player as well, um, and he is a very outside player, um, I, I just kind of worry that like if he gets the slightest bit of attention, he's a bit screwed, really, at AF, like AFL quality attention, I should say. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how he wins those contests re- uh, reliably. Yeah, I think that's fair. Right, that's it for this evening. All right, fantastic. Here we go. Yeah, uh, yeah. We've only got four or five players to talk about next week at this point. Um, so we might do something a bit different next week. We'll, or in terms Thursday. Of Thursday, I think I should say. Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll work on that. And then it's, uh, yeah, down to the Phantoms. Have we definitely got Mishin for the Phantoms? I'm going to speak to him a bit later and see if he's keen. I'm sure he will be. He'd better be. Tell him he'd better be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's uh, he's chomping at the bit to get involved again. Fantastic. Cool. Hope so. No worries. All right. Mm. Until next time, come the pair. Come, Jimmy Thomas, you dead set legend. Good old Dimitri. Seabone now caught. Port Adelaide are beginning to build. Foster's kick is through half forward. Knocked away by Hodges. On the run is Rowan Smith. Bends it to the goal square. 